Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I am one of the worst people in the world to wait. I just can't wait. I know I've gotten in a lot of trouble in my life because I've always needed instant gratification. That's what my husband calls it. And it's true. It's probably very, very true. My brother, in one of his presentations last week, told the story of when I was little. I finally got caught after a couple of years of learning how to open all of the Christmas presents quietly and silently, one at a time, so that I would know what was in each present and then very easily tape it back the way it was. And then on Christmas morning, I would be the most surprised. Oh, I've always wanted this. You know, that's the way I was. I admit it. And some people are just the opposite. My brother, for one, and my husband can wait on the phone for hours with somebody overseas telling him how to do this, how to fix this, what to put into the computer, why this isn't. He is so patient and so kind. Thank you, God, for that. So of the fruits of the Spirit, one of mine is not the ability to be patient. I would love to, but I just can't. I want things now, now, now. I can't wait until it's Christmas, and then I can't wait until it's Valentine's Day, and then I can't wait until it's Easter. And, you know, I love to tell the story when I'm doing speaking engagements of the uh, kind of the typical picture of children who they say, I can't wait until next year. I'm going to be old enough for school. I can't wait until I'm in junior high. I can't wait till I'm in high school because that's when I'll really be cool. Man, I can't wait till I get out of this high school and get off to college and start my own life. Oh, I can't wait until college is over. I just want to get married and have children and live happily ever after. And then you get out of college, you get married, you have children, and you're in the middle of, is this what I was waiting for? Are you kidding me? What am I going to wait for now? I just, well, I can't wait until we can retire and go somewhere else. And then I can't wait until we get this or get that. And then I can't wait until I die. You know, as a Christian, that's not a bad thought. My brother always uses this poem that I love. It's called, The Best is Yet to Come. I closed my eyes in what seemed like a dream and opened them in another land. I saw trees that were perfect, the bluest sky, and many things I couldn't understand. I heard sounds that appeared as great choirs, all singing with a melody of praise, and I saw people arrayed in the brightest apparel that blinded the heavenly rays. There were creatures I saw that were different, yet all were so beautiful and kind. I searched my thoughts to see if I'd seen such a sight, and nothing could come to mind." The appearance was so awesome, and yet somehow I had no fear. I just stared as though they were beckoning me to follow with a love that would draw me so near. The grass was green, not a blade out of place, and the streets were streets of gold. 
Everything looked as though it just been created, for nothing was battered or old. I saw no sun casting shadows about, yet the brilliance was a shining array, and I saw no darkness, just magnificent colors, as is of waking to a perfect day. The families I passed all turned and waved, and with joy they just seemed so complete. And as I turned around, there was this massive throne with others kneeling at God's feet. Crowns were being laid down before him, the rewards of the faithful and true. And one of them called me to come forward, but I had no crown. Now what to do? I lowered my face, looked down at the street. I had shame and guilt and despair. Then I felt a hand take hold of mine, and he promised to walk with me there. Tears began to fall from my eyes, yet he reached out and wiped them away. He introduced me as faithful and true, and then I had nothing to say. My knees gave way, and I fell down in worship as a crown was placed in my hand, and the shame and the guilt then disappeared, and I started to now understand. I turned my face upward. At the throne, there was Jesus. And to me, he was smiling so sweet. I took that crown that he had given to me, and I laid it at my Savior's feet. Then I stood to my feet, as others had done, and received my Lord's very best. For when I heard Jesus say, Well done, good and faithful servant, now the Father's rest. This is the ultimate, my friend, if you have trusted in Christ. I know we're just celebrating his birthday this month, and I know that it seems to come and go so quickly. But the very purpose that Jesus was born was not for us to worship a baby in a manger. He knew what lay before him. He knew that he came here to live and die, bearing all of our past, present, and future sins on the cross. And that's why he paid the price, yes, for you and yes, for me. All we have to do is receive that forgiveness. That's it. Our duty and our job here, the Bible tells us, our only duty is to believe. And if you can believe, as I had to do so long ago, I had that decision I had, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, that beautiful life that I was just talking about. And then the next verse says, he didn't come into this world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And when people say, are you saved? People say, saved from what? Saved from misery while you're on this earth? hatred, giving in to all of our anxiety, giving way to all of our addictions, living a miserable life, hating people, hating ourselves. Can you stand to give that up? I know I could. And when I did and said, fine, God, you take it, take it all, he did. And he gave me new life. He gave me new relationships with my family. He gave me the ability to ask for forgiveness from all of those I had hurt in the past, and he gave me the personal relationship with the one who lived and died for me, 
that through the years of my life, through the schooling, through all of the time spent studying, and I had a lot of it, let me tell you, and then into the families and on into retirement and moving down here to Florida, Every day, my husband and I look out and say, praise God, what a beautiful world. And you can do that, my friend, in the grasslands of the West. You can do it in the mountains, even on an old farm as you're milking a cow. Oh, my God, what beauty you have given. Father, I pray for the one listening right now that doesn't have the assurance they'll ever see those streets of gold or see the Savior calling us to that beautiful eternity. There are some that don't even believe that. And yet I know that even with praying for my unbelief as I did, that's part of what you say in Scripture. Lord, I believe somewhat. Now help my unbelief. And my friend, if you have unbelief, ask God to give you the truth, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Let this be the first Christmas, perhaps, where you have really celebrated Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. It makes all the difference in the world for now and for eternity. God bless you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.